Welcome to 2022, our year of great increase, as prophesied by our pastor, Pastor Boni Bahati. We believe that as you listen to this sermon, God will greatly increase and multiply you in all the five core areas of your life. Be blessed as you listen. Beautiful. So my sermon today is titled The Gathering. It's part of the campaigns. You can even call it The Gathering Campaign, if you like. The Gathering Campaign. The Gathering Campaign. The Gathering Campaign. We've been looking at different campaigns, different church growth campaigns, right? So today I want us to look at The Gathering. Psalms chapter 84. Psalms chapter 84, verse 7. Psalms 84. 80, 84. Psalms. Samiso. Is that correct? Psalms 84, verse 7. Can we read together? One, two, three. No, no, everybody should read one, two, three. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God. So if you have NSB, NSB puts it this way. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. So ladies and gentlemen, Zion is the house of God. The Bible says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. So Zion is the mountain of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, Zion is the mountain of the Lord. So when the Bible speaks that they go from strength to strength, each time they appear before God in Zion, it is speaking of any time you show up to the house of God, you go from strength. I can't hear you. You go from strength. No, I can't hear you. You go from strength to anytime you appear before who? So one of the reasons why we come to church is because coming to church is coming to Zion. And coming to Zion is equals to having strength. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. So the gathering campaign is a campaign that helps us assemble ourselves in all forms of groups in one place, and that place is called Zion. So all through the Bible, you will see God's effort to gather his people together. You will realize that God desires for us to make an effort to assemble together before him in Zion. It is the intention of God we come in various groups and appear before him in Zion. So all through the Bible, God is putting in effort. God is putting in work and expecting that you and I, tell everybody is expecting you and I to continuously and to purposely appear before him in Zion. So what does appearing in Zion do? Or why is coming to church important? Number one, why is the gathering campaign important? Why is coming to church important? Number one, gathering is the recovering of the remnant of the people. Gathering or coming to church is the recovering of the remnant of the people. So when we come to church, the remnants are recovered. 
So coming to church is not religion. Because maybe some of you don't know why we come to church. Some of you don't even understand why we are in church in the first place. When you come to church, because ni religion, Sunday doesn't matter what we are in the church. But you've never sat down and asked yourself, why do we go to church on Sunday? How many have never asked themselves that question? And be honest with me. Ujai juliza. Monat na nangata Sunday. Ujawai juliza. Oh, niyo damu juliza. Wow, so how many have ever asked yourself and you found an answer? Why do you go to church on Sunday? Aye? So where are you? How many have never asked themselves that question? You've never asked yourself. Thank you for being honest. So how many have asked themselves? Umejulizeo swali. Something as simple as how many have and how many have not. Ujui kuwapi. Nwataka kuolewa. Nata kuwa na ujui kuwe ni kijana mwe ni musichana. For the last time, how many have asked themselves that question? How many have never asked themselves that question? Okay, I have come for those who have never asked themselves. And I have come to answer that question. So one of the reasons why we come to church on Sunday is because coming to church or gathering is for the recovery. Remember, it's for the recovery of the remnant. So it is important to recover a remnant who have been left in the world and make them gather together for God. So you can see how the assembly of the remnants of his people in the Bible from the different branches in Assyria, in Egypt, in Pathos, in Kash, in Elam, in Shana, in Hath, and in the island were all gathered together and ended up coming to where God was. So the truth is, not everybody loves God in the world. A lot of people don't love God. So the few that are left are called remnants. So those remnants who love God in the different parts of the world and in the different parts of the earth should gather themselves together on Sunday and be where God is. And pastor, is that in the Bible? Isaiah chapter 11 verse 11. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 11. Gathering helps us recover the remnants. And you are the remnant that have been left. The Bible says, can we read it together? No, no, no. I want everybody to read. Can we start together? One, two, three. Uh-huh. That the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Verse 12. I can't hear you. And we'll assemble the outskirts of and gather together the dispersed of from the four corners. So you see, it is the intention and the will of God. That the remnants who have remained in the earth, the remnants who love God, gather together. There's actually a cult called the cult of the remnant. They believe that they are the only ones who have been left as righteous on earth after Jesus Christ. They believe they're in the order of Noah. So they call themselves the remnants. It's also called the mammoth. Have you heard of the mammoth? 
they call themselves the remnant. They believe they're the only ones who are going to go to heaven and they're the only ones who have the true Bible and the true God. So I'm not talking about those ones. I'm talking about the remnants of the Bible, the ones that God refers to. So you are telling everybody you're the remnant of God. You are the one who has been left loving the Lord. Yeah, in all honesty, among your classmates, how many love the Lord? A handful, right? A lot of people say, I love God. But if you ask them, if you love the Lord, do you do what he says? They shy away. Because the Bible says, if you love me, you will keep my... So do they keep the commands of the Lord? And one of the commands of the Lord is that we should gather on the Sabbath. I was actually thinking of teaching you why the Sabbath is important. But some of you don't know why the Sabbath is important. The Sabbath is the day of rest, Sunday. Most people don't understand why the blessed, it's called the blessing of the Sabbath in the scripture. That's why you don't prioritize coming to church. You don't realize that God has given that day to you as a blessing where you fellowship with him, where you are with him, and you are for him. So God wants you to gather together on Sunday. God wants you to gather together with your fellow remnants on Sunday. So the first blessing is that there is recovery of the remnants. That's the first blessing of gathering. Do you want to be among the remnants? How does it feel to be the only one remaining? Like the odd one out in, your, in different groups. How does it feel? It feels lonely, right? It feels somewhere, right? So imagine God is seeing all that and he decided that he's going to allow you to have a day where you, re you gather with everybody else who feels like you. Because when you come to church on Sunday, we all feel like you. We all go through issues like you. Yes, we have the same temptations like you. That's why we encourage ourselves. We all go through the same afflictions. Some of us have slept hungry like you. That's why we come together on Sunday to encourage each other. And you feel encouraged. Because when you gather together as remnants, there is what? Encouragement. So there is a recovery of the remnants. That's why God was gathering all these remnants from the different towns, from the different cities, from Egypt, from Assyria, from Kash, from everywhere. He wanted them to come back to the assembly of God, to gather together in Zion. Because the Bible says they shall move from strength. All who appear before God in Zion. They move from strength to strength. You shall move from strength to strength. When you appear before God in Zion. So when you come and hear your friend has slept for three days without food, you are encouraged. That is moving from strength to strength. When he comes and tells you, hey, me, I've gone through a lot of temptations this week. You tell him, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Even me, the temptations have been massive. You say, ah, come to Kopamoja. He says, yeah, we've been to, we were together. You feel encouraged, right? He comes and tells you, this week we were fighting with my wife. I almost beat her, but I held myself. You say, ah, you, you held yourself. Me, I'm praying for myself. <laughs> I'm asking for mercy and repentance. You understand? You feel like you are connected. Una get? So when you come to church, it's not a place where you wear mascaras and wear facades and come here looking as if you're the holy one who is sane and all of us are, 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 are not sane. You look like you're the only one who is antimonious. This church is full of imperfect people who gather every Sunday to meet a perfect God that they can go from strength to strength. Yes. 
This church has a lot of masturbators. A lot of people who nyonga are here. I know that there are a lot of masturbators in this church. But the reason why they keep coming to God is because they know the only one who will deliver them from that vice, the only one who will allow them to move from strength to strength is who? Is God. Is God. Not man. So when you come here, don't come looking sanctimonious. Don't come looking as if you're the only one who is with the Lord. You say, When you look at girls and they're wearing short skirts, you say, How wanaenda kwa bilisi mashaitan? Kuzim. You see girls putting on makeup and, uh, and what are these things called? Polish. And you start saying, You start saying, Fire! Fire! Jesus! Fire! 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 People talk about Kuzimu. Manyoka, Nakemea Manyoka. Fire! Riswa. Guvuza Kuzimu. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Guvuza Fire! And you're on your way. No! Church is not for that. Church is for people who have come broken. People with issues who have come to gather that they may receive strength and that they may go from strength to strength. So the neighbor who is next to you has come for strength here. He's not come to be criticized. He's not come to be looked down upon. He's not come that you may analyze his issue. He has not come to be gossiped. Magi knows that he's a broken vessel. Magi knows he's full of issues. So he's gathering himself on Sunday that he may go from strength to strength. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I am here that I may be a remnant who is strengthened. Number two. Number, why we gather or why we come to church on Sunday. Number two, or you don't want number two. Every time people gather, they are strengthened. Every time people gather, they are strengthened. I've talked about that. Every time people gather, they are what? They are strengthened. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God. In what? In Zion. So we are here, Psalms 84 verse 7. We are here so that we can be strengthened. We are not here to be criticized. We are not here to be looked down upon. We are not here to be analyzed. We are not here so that you speak bad about us. We are not here so that you speak things that we don't understand. We are here so that we can receive strength. Remember, we are here to receive strength. We are here to be encouraged. You know, this world is very depressing. Very depressing. They say that. <laughs> My This world is very depressing. Maziwa hakuna. Mkate imepanda. Eh? Lighter. 
You, what are you saying? Come here, we have to wash you. Can you. Do you know what he's telling me? That some people say, lighter in a panda. What is that? What are you saying? Eh? Oh, yeah, gas. I, I, I. Anywho, so this world is a world full of depression and stress. You can be depressed. What is there not to depress you? What is there not to depress you? What is, there's nothing to smile about. Your house has no window. Why can you smile in a house that has no window? The house, their house alone is a depressive material. The bed is in this, is a sitting room. Is the washroom. Is <laughs> the kitchen. The bed is everything. It's a dining table. What is there to smile about? What is there? You hang your clothes on the wall. <laughs> on your bed, you can account for all your net worth. Unachunga maliyako kwa wakitanda. You are an overseer of your wealth from your bed. What is there to smile about? Tell you, talk to me. What is there to smile about? You have only one pair of shoes. Oh, could you church? Do you know about slippers? So you can see your life is if you don't come for strength on Sunday, the whole week, the depression is calling you. Yes. Your girlfriend left you last night. And that is your seventh girlfriend. And they left you on a reverse call. If you're a Manchester fan, you're no longer united. You are scattered. You are like sheep with no shepherd. Their heart is paining. To make the matter worse, you have, you have a brother or a sister who has just done their KCSE. And they are failed. So KCSE inakusumbua, na Manchester inakusumbua. So if you don't come for church for strength, where will you get strength? Because the whole world is churning out weakness. It is churning out depression. It is churning out pain. So the only place that God has instituted for us to gather for strength is where? The church. So if you don't show up here for strength, you will die of depression. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I gather to church on Sunday for one specific reason. For strength. The Bible says they shall go from strength to I see you going from strength to strength. I say I see you going from strength to strength. I see you being encouraged in the name of Jesus. You are being lifted in the name of Jesus. You are moving higher and higher. I say you are moving higher and higher. Yes. Number three. Why we come to church on Sunday? Or why we are gathered? Tell me, but do you want to know number three? Number three. Gathering is to make people hear the word of God. So we come to church to hear the word of God. So we gather to hear the word of God. Gathering is to make people hear the word of God. Deuteronomy 4 verse 10. Deuteronomy 4 verse 10. Deuteronomy. What does the Bible say? Can we read it together? 
One, two, three, I can't hear you. Especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Herod. When the people said to me, gather the people to me and I will let them hear my... I will let them do what? That they may learn to fear me all the days they live on earth. That they may teach their... So we gather to hear the word of God. We don't come to church to have stories, to beat stories with our friend on a bigger story. You don't come here for chit chats. You don't come here to catch up with your friend. You don't come here to catch up with the latest gossip. You're not here to catch up with gossip. You're not here to catch up with who is, who is dating who. You're not here for that nonsense. You're not here to know who has new shoes. You're not here to say, you're not here. You mean you have new shoes? <laughs> you're looking forward for Sunday to know who has new what. That's not why you are here. You're not here to know who has gained weight. Or who is losing. That's not, that's not the reason why we gather. The Bible says we gather to hear the words of the Lord. We gather to hear the words of the Lord. We gather to read the Bible. That's why in this church I endeavor to make sure when you come to church, we read what? The Bible. That's why I emphasize, carry your own Bible. This is why BYOB church, bring your own? Yes, bring your own Bible. Come with your Bible. Because we gather to hear the words of God that we may learn to fear the Lord. My little friends, we don't gather to know who has the latest cologne which smells nice than mine. That's not the reason why we are here. Especially girls. You know girls are into competition with each other. Some girls are into competition and they don't know the competition. They see somebody with new shoes, they won't. They see somebody with enlarged bam bam, they go and enlarge they won't. They see uh, makeup, they won't. But that should not be the case. We don't come to church. Church is not a social club. Tell about church is not a social club. If you want to have those competitions, go to a social club. Join current country club. Join that. There is competition. You come today with a Mercedes E350, tomorrow your neighbor comes with a Range Rover. The other day they come with a Discovery, the other day they come with a V8. The other day they are pushing a, a golf trolley worth $3,000. The next time their driver is worth $1,000. One of their clubs. That's fine for them. But here we are not for that business. This is not a social club. We are not here to know who has the latest phone. No. Whether you have a kabambe or a good phone. I don't care. You didn't come here to check my phone. You didn't come here to know what I have. I didn't come, I didn't come to church to check out what you have. Yes, that's not why you are here. You didn't come to know who has bought a new car. You didn't come to know why, hey, why doesn't so and so have a car? That's not why you are here. But that's not why you are here. You are not here for that reason. You are here. Tell me you are here. I can't tell you you are here. Tell me you are here. Uko hapa. Uko mahala hapa. Why? To read the Bible, to hear the words of Jesus. We are here to hear the words of Jesus. We're not here to find girlfriends. I am so sure when you are still here, you'll find a girlfriend. But that's not the reason why you came. 
know it will be so sad if you stay in this church with all these beautiful girls. Then you end up not having anyone to marry. It will be sad. I expect in your endeavor of coming together in the house of the Lord, one of the things you will get is a good wife. Because the Bible says, he that finds a good wife, finds a good thing. So good things are found in the house of the Lord. So in your endeavor of coming here, though not, though not the main reason, one of the reasons why you are here, remember one of the reasons why you are here, is to hear the word of God. Then after you've heard the word of God, you open your eyes and start looking for your rib. Yeah, start looking for your rib. Your rib is somewhere here. Your rib could be next to you and you don't know. Oh, and to you, if you're seated next to a man, and you are a man, or you're sitting next to a lady, I keep telling you, look for where to sit. Now look at you, you're sitting next to someone's rib. And there are so many ribs here, you shall say, used. Now you have mistaken identity. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I come to church to hear the word of God. Number four. Number four. We must gather, of gathering must be done from far and wide. Gathering must be done. Gathering must be done from far and wide. So you must try and overcome all the difficulties that prevent people from coming to church. Don't give or accept excuses. You must rise above excuses and be gathered. Smite the waves. Ride the tides. Let the deeps of the river dry up. Solve all the problems that people experience that make them not to come to church. Solve all those problems and gather together until there is no space. So stop the excuse that the weather is cold. Stop the excuse that I come from afar. Stop all those excuses. Come from far and wide. Come all the way from South B. Come all the way from High Rise. Come all the way from Olekasasi. Come from far and wide. Smite the waves. Let the rivers dry. Let the, the deep rivers dry that you may cross. Like solve all problems you have to solve to be in church. Church is not a place where you come out of convenience. You see, there are three types of church member. Member number one is called a convenient member. Or members who are convenient. You come to church out of convenience. Ah, mina ishiko iflats ziko apa na church iko apa chini. So, unananga church gani? Iko apa down. So the reason why you are here is because convenience is making it easy for you. If you are inconvenienced a little bit, you will not come. Tell your neighbor, don't be a convenient kind of member. Another type of a church member is they are called fair weather. Fair weather. Fair weather Christians. You are here when the weather is fair. If it begins to rain, like it rained this morning, we already know. You, you are here because everything is working out together. Everything is working out good. 
If things are not working out right, you will not be here. Then lastly, they are called the all-weather. All-weather. These are the ones who are fully committed. Whether it rains, whether it is sunshine, whether there is electricity in the morning or no electricity, you will see them here. You see them gather. You see them always looking forward. They smite the waves. They say, I will ride through the tides and be in church. This is the kind of people that God loves. God would want you to be an all-weather, fully committed. You're not here because today feels nice. You're not here because today feels like it's an easy day to be in church. You're not here because today a girlfriend told you, come to church, then we will talk after service. That's not why you are here. If you are here for that reason, you are here for the wrong reason. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you should be in church because you want to come from far and wide. Because you are committed. Yeah, you don't come to church. Why did you not come to church on Sunday? Oh, pastor, I was working uh, 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 at, at Saturday night. So I decided to sleep in on, Saturday, on Sunday morning. Yo, if you had a form, some of even asked for sick leave from work. Do when they form. The clinical, the CEOs in those places. From May 4th to May 9th. So we pile so your square labor day, you call, you, call, you call work sick. You call in sick. Then the following day, you have a letter to show. You do all that. But when it comes to the house of God, why did you not come to church? I was working, so I said, let me sleep in. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. That shows that you are not committed. That shows you are not a serious Christian. Are we together? So the Bible says, the Bible says, or you don't, you don't want to hear what the Bible says. Zechariah chapter 10 verse 8. The Bible says, and I'll hiss for them. I'll, I'll hiss for them. Okay, this one says, I will whistle for them. You know, I don't know how to do that, by the way. I don't know how to, you see how people do I don't know how to do it. Can someone do that? Yeah, like that one. Who's done that? That whistle. Do it again. The Bible says, I will whistle for them and gather them. For I will redeem them and they shall increase as they once increased. I will do what? I can't hear you. I will do what? I will do what? I will whistle for them and do what? Gather them. The work of the pastor is to then you gather. But the work of the shepherd is to whistle and you gather. Then when you gather, you are redeemed. To be redeemed is to be saved. So most of you being in church today has saved you from pregnancy. Leo, sasa Sachara dakika 43 wakati unapoongea ungekuwa unapata mimba 
twins. And you know what I'm saying? You'll be in the wrong bed. Right now, you'll be in the wrong bed. Right now, you'll be getting HIV. As I speak right now, you'll be transmitting gonorrhea and kaswende and kisonono. You'll be doing that. But because you are here, you are being redeemed. Verse 10, verse 9. Verse 9, quickly. Can we read? Everybody should read one, two, three. Uh huh. Uh -huh. They shall live together with their children. And they shall. Number 10. I will also bring them back from the land of Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I'll bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon until no more room is found for them. So you see, I'll gather them from far and wide, from Egypt, from Assyria, from Lebanon, from Gilead. I'll gather them in. Verse 11. 11, you've jumped. Uh -huh. He shall pass through the sea with affliction and strike the waves of all the depths of the river shall. Then the pride of Assyria shall be brought and the scepter of Egypt shall. So you see, I will overcome all excuses. I will strike the waves. I'll ride through the waves. I will dry up the rivers. That there shall be no excuse that shall keep me from going to gather. That's a way away. You, have, you are full of excuses. You hear the whistle or the whistling of your shepherd that signifies gathering. But the excuses you have, hey, tell about the excuses you have. Um, are from here to Timbuktu. The Bible says he shall pass through the sea with affliction. That means you have to overcome all excuses. You have to pass through that sea. And say, I'll be afflicted as I pass through this sea, but I'll still go on. Tell about I will still go on. I will strike the waves of the sea. I'll dry up rivers until I gather. Verse 12, and the last one. So I will strengthen them in the Lord, and they shall walk up and down in his. So you see, anytime you gather, you gather for strength. Remember, gathering is for strength. Coming to church is for strength. I can't tell you, tell your neighbor, neighbor, I want you to know, coming to church is for strength. It's not for anything else. We come here for what? Because everything else is taking away strength from us. The only in this world is Jesus Christ and his church. Uh, Pastor, me, I love Jesus, but I don't go to church. Shame on you. How can you love me, but you hate my wife? Because the Bible says that Christ, the church is the bride of. Talk to me, the church is the bride of. So if you really love Jesus, why don't you love his wife? And the Bible says, shoot, I'll become one. So Christ and the church are one. So you cannot love one and hate the other. You see, there are people who say that I don't need to have faith to go to church. I'd rather I don't. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a man full of faith. I'm a Christian, so I don't need faith to go to church. Sure enough, that's true. Or actually, better put, they say I don't need church to get to heaven. Sure enough, it's true. You don't need church to get to heaven. That's true. 
because the, Jesus is the way, the truth, and so you can receive him and get to. But we all know if you're married and you don't keep going home every evening, in a matter of time, you will lose your... It is that simple. So you may not need church to go to heaven, but you should be sure if you keep away from church, it's a matter of time before you lose your salvation. It's a matter of time before you lose your salvation. Before you miss the heaven that you wanted to go to. Because if you're married and you don't keep going to your, to your family, you don't keep going to where your wife is, your house in the evening, who will keep your house for you? Tell your neighbor, who will, ask your neighbor, who will keep your house for you? I can't hear you. Who will keep the house for you? So will you not lose your family? In the same manner, the church is supposed to help you preserve your salvation. Because when you come here, you are coming for what? I can't tell you when you come here, you are coming for what? Tell about when I come to church, I am coming for strength. I can't tell you when I come to church, tell your neighbor, when I come to church, I come for strength. They shall gather from strength to strength all those who appear before God. So I will strengthen them in the Lord. Are we together? They go from strength to strength, every one of them who appears before who appears before God in Zion. Number what? Number five. Number five or number four? Number five. God will gather the people that remember him and strengthen them in the Lord. God will gather the people who remember him and strengthen them in the Lord. The scripture we just read in Zechariah, he says, I will hiss for them and gather them, for I have redeemed them, and they shall increase as they have increased, and I will sow them among the people, and they shall remember me in far countries. They shall do what? Verse 9, they shall remember me in far countries. So the reason why God wants you to gather is because God wants you to remember him. God wants you to remember him. That's why he gathers you. So the opposite of that is true. Those who don't come to church have simply shown God that they have forgotten him. You've forgotten that it is God who has given you the strength you have today. You've forgotten it is God who has given you the love you have today. You've forgotten that it is God who has given you everything you have today. So because of your forgetfulness of who, of who God is and what he has done to you, look at your life. Tell me, look at your life. Tell me, look at your life. I can't tell you, tell me, see your life. So the Bible tells us that God will gather his people that they may remember him and that he may do what? He may strengthen them. Number six. We don't want to finish early. Number six. That gathering the people is to counteract the scattering caused by demons. Gathering the people is to counteract or to work against the scattering caused by devils. Gathering the people is to counteract the scattering caused by devils. Some people are not writing notes, they're just looking at me. Gathering the people is to counteract the scattering caused by devils. Second Chronicles 16, or rather 18 verse 16. 
You see, when the enemies of God see there is no shepherd, they always come in to scatter. So the gathering of the people is the exact opposite of what devils do. A devil will never allow you to gather in church. Satan, your main enemy, will never allow you to gather in church. So gathering is the anti-demonic activity. Gathering is anti-demonic. Gathering is anti-devil. Gathering is against the devil. Tell about gathering is against the devil. Coming to church, tell about coming to church, is working against the devil. Because Satan will never want you to gather. So counteract the works of demons today by be willing, by your willingness to gather in church every Sunday. It is Satan who keeps you from church. What does the Bible say? Can we read it together? Uh -huh. Scattered on the mountains as the sheep have no... Uh -huh. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let each... So the work of demons, the work of devils is to scatter people. It is Satan who wants your marriage to break. It is Satan who wants your relationship to break. It is Satan who wants you not to relate with me. It is Satan. It is Satan who wants this church to scatter. God is not in the business of scattering. That's not his hallmark. The hallmark of God is to gather. The hallmark of Satan is to scatter. Anytime you see a scattering in your love group, Satan is there. You've allowed Satan in. You've given a foothold of Satan. So Satan is working there and Satan is scattering. The Bible says, and I looked to the mountain and I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. So coming to church on Sunday, Magi, encouraging the sheep to come to church on Sunday is working against Satan. That is why it is easier to go everywhere else minus church. It is easier. You will never hear people having excuses as to why they don't go for Rorasho. Rorasho is a watch what Rorakuja. Wanaitana. Harusi mutaenda. Like Pastor Faith is getting married in uh, a week's time, right? Next week, but one. She's getting, you'll see. Nobody will say come to that wedding. Harusi iko wapi? Atimulisema nguo ni gani? Nani sangapi? You people will come with Ubers that day. It is easier to go everywhere else. One time we had a, a concert here called Together Forever. Hey. <laughs> Come and see during Valentine. People, the, the thing was starting at 5.30. By 5, Ubers were coming here like crazy. People were carpooling. You would see girls coming in stilettos. Looking. By 5, they were here waiting for the gates to open. They come in. At 5.30, they, they want to get the best seats. No busing that day, but people were here. No follow-up, but people were here. The church was packed. And it was at night. And people stayed all the way to the end. Nobody was in a hurry that day. Nobody was called that day. Everybody was here dancing because that thing was appealing to the flesh. So it is easier to do everything else minus church. Because when it comes to church, Satan is involved. Satan wants to make sure that you don't go to church. Because you are working against him. Because Satan wants you to scatter. God wants you to gather. Tell, about, tell your neighbor, neighbor. Satan wants you to scatter. God wants you to gather. It's that simple. The work of Satan's skitter is to scatter you. 
That's the work of Satan. So when you see you're finding it hard to come to church, just know you are dealing with Satan. It is Satan who tells you to sleep some more. Today, I'm telling you, me, I'm a pastor today. I'm a pastor. But today, I almost felt like I'm not coming to church. I was feeling tempted. And I have to wake up early because I have to be here for prayer clinic by 6.30. So I have to wake up very early. And I'm telling you, I was fighting. I had my, the alarm of my wife ring. I said, what is that now? Satan, I bind you. I turned. I had to leave the bed, go to the bathroom. I said, me, I'm not leaving this bed. I started speaking to myself. I said, no, I have to sleep some more. I started telling myself, you were preaching yesterday. I was preaching somewhere yesterday. You are tired. Sleep some more. I started encouraging myself. I started seeing how I can sleep for another 30 minutes. And I don't know why 30 minutes look like a lot of time when it is on Sunday morning. It looks like if you sleep for that 30 minutes, you'll save all your life. Even five minutes. You said, I don't like the katano pekeake. And five minutes is, five minutes is very little. You start saying, Nataka tano tena, tano tena, tano tu. Eh? Even before you finish the conversation in your head, the five minutes are over. You say, no, let me do another 30. So I was struggling in the morning. I, I almost said, Miss Yendi, I almost told my wife, go, I'll come later. Then I said, am I being a Christian? Am I working for Jesus or working for Satan? Because Satan is working against gathering. Jesus is working for gathering. And Jesus said, he does not help me gather, he's scattering. And he that is not with me is against. So you can see it is a serious fight. But I'm telling you, if there was something else, if I was going to play golf, the time I tee off at 6.30, at 6.30 I'm at Sigona. Sigona is almost on your way to Kikuyu, past Kikuyu, at 6.30. Early in the morning, nobody wakes me up. Even my wife does not, I'm the one who wakes her up. I say, babe, babe, I wake up, prepare, I want to go, <laughs> prepare my bag. Early, by 6.30 I'm there. And if for, you, for me to get there at 6.30, it means I have to leave the house around 5, 5.40, 5.50. That I drive in 40 minutes, I'm there. But when it comes to church, I'm struggling. I said, Lord, that means I'm still a weak man. I'm full of weakness. So I said, I asked myself, if me, Pastor, full of the Spirit, what about the members? When I remembered Sophie, I said, Lord, strengthen her wherever she is. Actually, when I remembered Patience Katunge, I said, Lord, that one, don't send your angels. Go alone to Westlands. Go alone to Westlands, Lord. Don't send anyone, Lord. You go straight to Westlands and do what you have to do. Because if me, Buana Asfiwe, Mchungaji, Aliana Upako, Seuze, Kasioka. Seuze, Kasioka. It's a fight. So you can say it is easier to do everything else. Yes. Than come to church. I'm telling you, it is easy for me to wake up and go and play golf. At 6.30, when it is, even if it is raining, you see golfers play even when there's rain. That's why we carry umbrellas. Rain does not stop us. But you can see somebody who, who does not come. I see some of those golfers. When it rains like this, we ask them, General, I sleep in a bit. But the, the rain will not stop them from playing. 
they will be with their umbrellas. It's that. So you can see, it's easier. It's easier to go for a bash. It's easier. It's very easy than to come to church. Bash uchelewangui. Church unakamukiana kumaliza. 30 minutes before finish. Unakamseka mekamu. Na stiletos. Nata kasikia ibu. Kalakamu kanaketi. Kanona ngino anaingia atasai. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. It is easier to do everything else. But church. It is easier to go everywhere. It is easier to go to work. Job with chelewa. Hata kwa kuna nyesha aje. Utamuka. Na kwanza nye siya tijobi yako inakujua. Auna gari in the first place. Jobi yako siya nilizune munakujua ngwa na mauba. Zi. We unajua jobi yako. Hata uba mwezi ya Ford. So unabidi duwa mketumu wapema. Wende ungoje. Wende ungoje nganya. Kama weni wanganya. Kama weni warokise. Ungoje warokise yako ya chwani. One sign of poverty is having a meeting with the conductor outside before you enter the car. You call the conductor for a meeting. You tell the conductor, your meeting ni muhimu. You tell the conductor, and you tell the conductor, and you tell the conductor, and you tell the Anytime you see anytime you see yourself before you buy something, you call the owner or the seller for a meeting, just know you are poor. When I come to smoke, you know, I'm at the smoking Rolex, and I come to hot dog. Like hot dog, Nimia. Oh, Nimia. No, we do bands. We do bands. We do bands. Ni eighty. Oh, we do bands. Ni eighty. Fanya ivi. Tuwa vitungu na kachumbari. Tuwa vitungu na kachumbari. Nipatia smoky beke yake. Yeye dakuwa ngapi? Mbao. Aya sawa. Nipatia yeye. Anytime you do that, just know you are in poverty. Yeah. Unafanya mikuu na makala mduwa botura. Unamwambia buto kakiasi kapto. Come to onge. Come to onge. Ati motura, motura yote mwesa mani ngapi? 200. Aya, anza na yambao. Anza na yambao. When you do that, just know poverty is, is at work. Poverty is surrounding you. I speak to you direct. I'm trying my best to speak to you direct. I, I don't want to go through the corners. Are we together? So anytime you see that you don't want to come to church, just know that you are not working for God. You are working for who? Satan. Because Satan is against your coming to church. Satan wants you not to show up. Satan doesn't want you to show up in church. He wants you to stay away from church. He says, the Lord says, I saw them, they were scattered because they were, there was no shepherd. And I said, let each one of them go home, lest they become food for the beasts. There's another scripture that speaks about that in Ezekiel, that they have become food for the beasts. Anytime you are scattered, Satan is easily accessible to you. Satan has easy access. But when you're in church, when you have a shepherd, 
Do you know some of you girls? The reason why these bad boys no longer are attracted to you is because they fear that you are a church girl. They say that I'm be a pastor with you. So even if the bad girl is the, the bad boy is in church, and I say, hey, no, no, I'm a pastor. So that has been a safety net to you. But those ones who are far away, they don't want to come close to the pastor. Those bad boys are beating you like left and center. They beat you in the night, they beat you in the morning. And they discuss the exchange notes. They say, Yes, they discuss you. Look, I remember a story. Even, even girls do that. I remember a story my wife gave me. There's a certain lady they were with in campus who had a book called a hit list. She used to write people. A girl, she would write names. Say, Leo Moha, Njoro, Eh, Kevo, Salim, <laughs> Kangede, Diongo, <laughs> eh, eh, Abdi, Musa, eh, Kobiji. They don't care the religion. They don't, they don't care. They have a hit list. And then they start targeting one by one. When she told me that story, I said that is exactly what Satan does. Satan has a hit list for all of us. And your hit list is customized to your desires. Customized to your liking. Uh, this week I was playing golf with a certain pilot friend of mine. So he was telling me he's white. He was telling me that when he was younger, he used to go hunting in, uh, in America. So while he was hunting, he realized that one way to catch prey easily is to set snares. But he told me, setting snares, you don't set snares on the air, like out of the blues. You have to study that prey and realize that that prey uses this particular route. When it goes to drink water, it passes here. When it's going to look for food, it passes here. So you will not set your snare on this side. You will set your snare where it passes. So when you set that snare, where you set the snare, that animal will pass. And when it passes, it will be caught. That's exactly what Satan does to you. He gives you a snare that is customed, custom made to your liking. If it's the boy, it's the boy you like. Tall, dark, handsome. When he speaks like this, he says, Yo, how are you, Ntinyari? Lynette, how are you? You shatter. And Satan has planned. Satan has planned an assault against you. Not now, in 2030. The plan is already in operation. He knows I will wait for you until 2030. Ten years, I'll be patient. Eight years, I'll be patient. Waiting for you. When it, that time has struck, the snare catches you. If human beings have the ability to have a height list and say, we used to have after five months. We used to have a height Satan has given them that kind of wisdom. And that's the same thing that Satan has done to you. He set a snare. The more you come to church, the more you resist him. So he has said, you, he will give you one, one day, he will make sure you don't go to church. That Saturday night, you will go to Fireboy concert. And that Saturday you go. That Sunday you will not show up in church. So he will wait for you that Sunday. And he will finish you. Below the belt. So he hits you below the belt. 
He says he doesn't know the next time he will catch you. So I want to finish with you. So he hits you with something that will make you not to recover. By the time you know it, you're going to no no. So you can't come to church like this. So you have to stay away for like eight weeks. So while you are away, he's working on you. If you stay away for eight weeks from church, the truth is you backslidden. Coming back is not easy. And that's how Satan takes you out. Satan has planned you. He's tem- your te- look, the temptations you go through are different from my temptations. My temptations are custom made. Your temptations are custom made. Yes. Me and I may not be tempted with the things that tempt you. You, you might be tempted with uh, what? Fornication. I may not be tempted with fornication. You can be tempted during fasting. I may not be tempted with that. But I have other temptations that are accustomed to my liking. Maybe my temptation could be to play golf on Sunday. I can be tempted. Leave one month. You one month and I leave. Every Sunday, I'm doing tournaments, tournaments, tournaments. And they're very nice tournaments, golf tournaments on Sundays. Because a lot of rich people don't go to church. They, they go to mass, 6.30. They go and do shaka, 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 shaka. And then they go and, <laughs> and, they go and play. So that could be my temptation. But you will never be tempted with golf. <laughs> As of now. You understand? So your temptation is custom made. So you have, to under, you have to study yourself. Today in the morning we read a very interesting scripture. I was reading that scripture last night. Uh, Corinthians what? Uh, examine yourself. Give me that uh, scripture. First, first or second Corinthians? Quickly. Second Corinthians 13 verse 5. The Bible says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Do what? Let's read together. One, two, three. Uh-huh. No, stop at that. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Give me amplified. Look at those words that the, the Bible is using. Very select words. One, two, three. Let's read again. One, two, three. I want everybody to read. To see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits. Test. Evaluate. Look at those words it's using. Examine. Test. Evaluate. And he's not saying evaluate your neighbor. He's not saying test your neighbor. He's not saying examine your neighbor. He's saying test. Evaluate. Examine yourself. See if you are still holding on to your faith. And if you are showing the proper fruits of it. Test yourself. Are you still holding on to your faith? You come to church once in a blue moon. Before you got a job, you used to pray and say, Lord, if you give me that job, I will serve you, Lord. Lord, if you give me that job, my life is given to you. God gave you the job. Now, you say on Sunday you want to wash clothes. That's the only time you are free and you want to sleep. That's what you say. Examine, test, evaluate. Examine, test, evaluate. Tell about examine, test, evaluate. Evaluate if you are still in the faith. 
ask yourself, am I still in the faith? Am I still a believer? No one day my wife asked me, are you still a Christian? We were arguing. Then in the midst of arguing, she told me, I don't think you are a Christian. I've never forgotten that statement. That statement always rings. When I'm, when I'm arguing, I ask myself, is this how a Christian argues? So sometimes I cool down. Sometimes. Sometimes I suppress the Christianity because the fruits are not, <laughs> the fruits are not fully out. So I have to examine myself and ask myself, am I still holding on to the faith? Am I? Am I still holding on to the faith? Message. One, two, three. Test yourselves to make sure you are solid in faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need first-hand evidence, not mere heresy, that Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something. Do regular checkups. Do regular checkups of your. Call yourself for an audit. Audit your spiritual life. You need first hand evidence, not hearsay. Ask yourself in a month, how many times do I attend church? Question number one, answer it. When I go to church, do I go early or do I go late? Question number two. Question number three, when I go to church, do I give offerings? Examine yourself. Ask yourself these questions. Number four, do I pay my tithe? Get an audit. Get an audit. Number five, am I a member of a love group? And if I'm a member, do I attend love group? Question number six, if I'm a member of a love group, do I participate in the doctrines that are taught in my church? Ask yourself these questions. Call yourself for an audit. Present yourself without lying to yourself. Don't deceive yourself. Because if you deceive yourself, you will lose your faith. You will not hold on to your faith. The fruits of your faith will not be visible. But if you call yourself for a sincere meeting, ask yourself, that Mubaba, the one who is 50, what am I doing with them? Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself, when I'll be 50, will I want my daughter to have a Mubaba? When you think about that, you will slow down. Do yourself. Do yourself an analysis. Are we together? Let's check NLT. Somebody is saying NLT. Can we read together? It even goes further. It says, examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. That tells me you can have a faith that is not genuine. Uh -huh. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine. That means you can have a faith that is corrupt. The reason why you are in church is because you want God to bless you. Is that genuine faith? Are you in church because you want God to bless you? Or are you in church because you love God? Ask yourself the hard question. Why are you not a shepherd? If you are a shepherd, do you do the work of a shepherd? Do you do what Paul, Paul told Timothy? Timothy, my son, do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. Are you fulfilling your ministry? Are you doing the work of a shepherd? Are you? Are you fulfilling your ministry? Ask yourself these questions. Test and examine yourself if you still hold on to the genuine faith. The church is quiet. Ask yourself. When was the last time you prayed? 
Because Tuesday service ukujangi, prayer service, prayer clinic ukujangi, awokokangi. There's a certain song I heard on TikTok. Sijui awokokangi, awufanyangi, sijui nini, uyatangaka nini. So wewe ukuna kumefanya, ukujangi prayer. When was the last time you took time to pray? When was the last time you did quiet time? Atukasema niwe na Yesu, ukakaa hivi chini. Kaeka podcast yako hapo, kafuchukua Bible yako, kasema Lord, it's my time me and you. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time you took time to read your Bible? Nikisema Nahum, nasema hiyo ni nini? Atiko kwa Bible. Wapi? Hai. Kwani Bible yao ni ya Sabato? Juu yangu haina vitu kama hizo. You've never seen this scripture. Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. I would want to know what TPT says. Examine yourself. Analyze yourself. Ask yourself, did I do what a Christian should do? Am I practicing true Christianity? Am I? Am I practicing true Christianity? Ask yourself that question. Examine yourself. At this moment, I want you to close your eyes and examine yourself. Examine yourself. Ask yourself. Mimi. Yesu akirudi saa hii atanichukua kweli? Atanichukua. Na akinichukua, what do I what reward do I have in heaven? You are full of unforgiveness and bitterness. If Jesus comes back right now, Where do you stand? Where do you stand? How do you trivialize the things of God? Or why do you trivialize them? Why is church no important to you? Why is coming to church late or early none of your business? You don't even give a hoot about it. You don't think about it. You say, ah, whatever comes. Examine yourself. Do you still hold on? What the message, put the message Bible, what the message Bible says. Do you do regular checkups? Do you do regular checkups? Have you tested yourself to make sure that you are solid in faith? Or you've drifted because of taking everything for granted? Why are you taking the things of God for granted? Why haven't you given yourself to regular checkups for your faith? You do checkups for your teeth. You do checkups for your heart. You do checkups for your eyes. But do you do checkups for your spirit? Do you do checkups for your soul? Do you do checkups for your faith? Do you? Do you give yourself regularly to these checkups? If you fail in this test, the Bible says do something about it. If you're failing in this test, if all the answers you're getting, if you can be genuine with yourself, all the answers you're getting is a no, 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 no. God is saying, do something. Do something about it.